What's going on? It's your boy Southbreed at Southbreed 706. This is the committee podcast. I'm bringing you another week of uh, stuff we like to talk about. So I'll introduce my uh, co speakers, uh, Marcus Sniffles. Go ahead and give your uh, social media stuff out so people can get at you. Or not. I thought Cecil was going next. My bad. Uh, what's up? This is uh, Love Killer Trey, L U V K I L L A T R E. I'm on all social media. Cecil, I'm going to speak, or is he here? I think it's like it's frozen. Yeah, he's not here. That's why I was like, yo. Dang it, man. Yeah. Anyway, so. Uh, Marcus Sniffles is experiencing technical difficulties. While he's not here, I guess we'll talk about, uh, I guess, the playoffs so far. Me and uh, Love Killer Trey had a chance to go see the Falcons play at the Georgia Dome against the Seahawks, a game where I won $25 because my, my shady-ass barber said that we was going to get washed. And we went up there and blew the backs out. So I'm, I'm proud of my Falcons holding it down. Uh, coming out looking impressive. You know, from what a lot of people say, some might say we don't have any playoff experience, even though we've already beaten the Seahawks in the playoffs, but that's neither here nor there. But just from a fan standpoint, just to see your team, you know, be at this level and kind of shock a lot of people because a lot of people had had already typecasted, you know, either Seahawks in the Super Bowl or people predict the Seahawks to win the NFC, stuff like that. Even to the point where you had Ed Warner who, you know, a controversial comment with Richard Sherman saying, hey, I'll see you next week. Before the game we played. Like, that's just kind of the mind mainstream media has saying, oh, you know, it's just the Falcons, the same old Falcons, you know, get in there and choke, Matt Ryan chokes. But it seems like this is a, 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 new, a new type of team, a new, a new organization that is trying to do some big things, whether we you know, win the Super Bowl or not. We, we've really – Turn the corner as an organization is what we want to be and potentially can be. Well, but thank it, you very much for your sob story. I think Atlanta benefited from playing an easy schedule against trash opponents in the trash NFC. They played against overrated Aaron Rodgers, the overrated Seattle Seahawks. I mean, they got lucky. I feel like when they go to the Super Bowl, they're going to get their asses creamed like no tomorrow. It's going to be a buckache of an ass whipping by the future world champions, the, the Patriots. That's that's how I feel. The only thing is trash is your connection or whatever mic you use. It sounds like you're rolling on the but Well, that's something you're obviously used to, but okay. You can you can easily – that's not even – that doesn't even make any sense because the Patriots, by the numbers, play the easy schedule to get here. So if you're going to say anybody played a, a weak schedule, it's, it's the Patriots. Like, had Kansas City, or I'm sorry, had the Texans had any type of a top 10 NFL quality quarterback, they would have won that game. Hey, but you know what? It don't mean a thing if you ain't got that ring. And Atlanta has zero rings since they since their inception. So, I mean, I, I don't think they have I mean, the horses to win this race. That story is still being told. You sound like a grade A hater. I don't sound like a grade A hater. I, I sound like a realist. The Patriots... This is their seventh Super Bowl they've been to. They've won four of them. I mean, this is a dynasty. I mean, yeah, going it's, against it's easy to get there and play in the garbage AFC. Like, look who they play. Like, they play bums and scrubs every single year. You talk about an overrated team. 
tell me, tell me what top team or top offense or even top quarterback the Patriots played this year to get to this record. Tell me any quarterback on this list that, 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 that I, I don't need to hear a list. They went fourteen and two, regardless. Okay, I, I don't need to hear a list. I don't care to hear anyways. Cody Kessler, wow. Andy Dalton, trash. Landry Jones, trash. Tyrod Taylor, trash. Andy, Andy Dalton is not trash, and Tyrod Taylor is not trash. And he's not trash enough. He's about to be off his own team. Okay, they played Russell Wilson, the only decent quarterback they played, and guess what? They lost to that team. Future Hall of Famer, yes. Oh, okay. okay. Future Hall of Famer, Hall of Russell Patrick, Wilson. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Jerry Goff, Joe Flacco, Trevor Simeon. Another Hall of Famer. He's not a Hall of Famer. You're a triple. He's a Hall of Famer. So this this defense has played a, you know, not quite a murderer's role. Like, oh, they have the, the best the defense that allows least points. Of course you don't allow no points playing Cody Kessler and Landry Jones. Like, what do you what do you there's probably some college teams that can hold down those those quarterbacks. Like that's not even Okay, but still they, they played Pittsburgh. They played Pittsburgh, who has all sorts of weapons and a triplet on offense. Yeah, was, and they were able to got, shut them down. One who got hurt in the first quarter, another player who may or may not have been focused on the game, and Ben Roethlisberger has been consistently inconsistent in the playoffs as of as of right now this year. So that's not really nothing that I can hold my hat on. What what I can tell you is this: answer me this question honestly. Do you think the Patriots can hold the, the Falcons to fifteen points? Yeah. Maybe in a okay in a whole game. In a whole game, yeah, I think they can hold them to fifteen points. Let me ask you this: Would you bet a paycheck on that happening? I'm not a gambler, no, so I can't answer game. that question. You wouldn't. You wouldn't do that. You wouldn't. You wouldn't bet any. You wouldn't bet any amount of money the Patriots hold the Falcons to for the under under three touchdowns in, in the Super Bowl. I would you, take that bet. Twenty one points. Yeah. I would take a bet that that would say that the Patriots would. I mean, you got to think of they have probably one of the top defensive coordinators in the league. He's gonna take. He's gonna dismantle every weapon that the Falcons have, or at least he's gonna take some phases of the game out of the way. That sounds good in theory, but what are they gonna do to every other any other eighteen eighteen coordinators or sixteen? Because we played two teams twice haven't tried to do like all of a sudden now you're going to find the miracle pill to say oh guess what uh, we're going to double julio okay good we'll throw it to snoo we'll throw it to gabriel we'll throw it to hooper we'll throw it to tevin coleman we'll okay all, all these guys are first time in the super bowl some of them are second year guys that this game might be a little bit too big for them just, well, just point it out obviously not because they came to the playoffs like it was another game but the playoffs and the Super Bowl is, is a different beast. So let me tell you this. So when you go to the Super Bowl, do your players change? Do they become any better or any worse? Like, that's not. Well, still, the, the pressure is on in the Super Bowl. The lights are bigger, and some guys fold under that pressure. Again, if they were going to fold under any pressure, it would have been in the first game after a bye, which they came out looking like gangbusters. So. Well, this is going to be uh, uh, essentially another bye, and here we go. And like I said, some of those guys, let's say they do take out Julio, they still have a good run defense. So, hey, may, maybe you guys still can get 120 combined. What other guy is going to be able to beat them? Taylor Gabriel. And then the real question is, how are y'all going to stop this dink and dunk offense that they run? That for some reason they just chip away a bunch of points. Like I said, my thing with the Patriots, they've been there, they're seasoned, and it just seems like it's inevitable. 
Okay, but you say that, but how many of those Patriot players that are currently playing now have been to a Super Bowl? Okay, now we're not talking about the first Super Bowl, but just in general, they just went two years ago. I'm saying, what does that mean? You're saying like, oh, you know, the Super Bowl is a big game for the Falcons. How many of these Patriots players have been to a Super Bowl? You act like the whole team. I'm pretty sure a a lot of them have. I'm pretty sure over 70% of them have been to that last Super Bowl that was two years ago that they won I think the big thing is is that the the major pe- the major players that mostly matter are in the Super Bowl. Like when you consider like the head coach and Tom Brady, like the leadership positions have been to that game seven times, and that kind of trickles down a little bit. That's got. Hey, it's probably a lot of other players that have been there more than twice on that team. Yeah, Julian Edelman was on the team for Seattle. They're the cornerback that made that interception on the last play. Malcolm Butler, I think. Yeah, or like that. He's, he's still on the team. Uh, McCordy's been there a while. We're looking, we're, looking, we're looking at kind of the let's, – let's all be real. Seattle should have won that Super Bowl. Yeah. But even if still, these players, they have experience. The worst coaching, the worst play call, I think, in NFL history possible. Well, maybe he – well, you know, now you always get on Kyle Shanahan for essentially doing the same thing – Trying to be so unpredictable that you outsmart yourself. So I mean, it, it happens. In, in the red zone, they've been pretty solid. They haven't been doing too much crazy stuff. It's just the point before they get to the red zone, it's crazy stuff. So, but yeah, I guess uh, since at Marcus Siffel's internet bills got paid, introduce yourself. <laughs> I think it was more so Google uh, crash, and that's what it said. But uh, not going to throw no shade at Google. But Marcus underscore Sniffles everywhere. Yeah, so we was just doing a Super Bowl preview, of course. I was talking about going to the Falcons game. Um, outside of that, just off me trying to fend the Dolphins' nonsense of my team, what do y'all think the, the big matchup for the Super Bowl is going to be? Uh, I'm trying to figure out how, how, how anybody can stop one of the more unstoppable receivers in the NFL, uh, Chris Hogan. That man is a beast. He's one of the uh, more athletic wide receivers out there, and he's just—he's been unstoppable in these playoffs. It's—it's it's pretty incredible. It's—it's it's nice to be able to see a great receiver make it to the to the Super Bowl this year. Chris Hogan. Okay, Adolphus, what do you think? First of all, I don't know who the fuck this nigga is. Chris oh, Hogan, <laughs> Hogan, uh, Terry Hogan. I don't know who that is, but. Um, like I said, man, the, I just feel like the, the Patriots got a little bit too much for you guys. Okay. That's, that's it? That's all you got? Yeah, I got more than that. You know, since she talked to Brian, why don't you place a bet on the game? Uh-oh. I've already placed bets on two games. I'm, no, I'm no, scared. don't be scared. Oh, shit. I'm not scared. I'm, I'm confident in my team. This is, this is probably the best I've ever felt about the Falcons in my life. Excellent. And you really feel that I way? Go, actually, so tell me this. To, I need to go to the barbershop and collect my other $25 from the same. So, so tell me this. So tell me this. Do you have fear that your team can lose this game? Are you scared of this game? Honestly, not. How are you not scared? Okay, Cecil, back, back when you guys had Manning, and even when you, with your new guy, Luck, when you face the Patriots, are you that confident when you face a team of that caliber with that coaching staff? With that quarterback, with that defense, how do you feel when you face? Because well, they're they're basically an arch rival of you guys. I, I'll say that like their defense probably isn't that good. If you look at who they beat this year, 
as far as like uh, the oh, we, already, we already went through that because they, yeah, their defense. The only, they, they, the only good team they beat with a good quarterback was the Seahawks. The rest are they, 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 they lost and the Ravens, huh? No, they beat those and teams. the Ravens. Yeah, I think that was that was before uh, Brady came back, right? Yeah, but the the, the thing about like going up against the Patriots and whatnot. It's it's one thing to be confident, but it's another thing to to kind of act like this isn't a franchise that's been to seven Super Bowls. You know, you can't go in there. This is like if my team was in the Super Bowl, the last team I'd want to face is a team like the Patriots that has so much experience, a lot of pedigree. They were the number one seed in the AFC. So I mean they got a lot of a lot of good things going with them. And this is a and you know, the Falcons, they're a team with players that have never played in a game like like this. Obviously, it's still the same game, but if you look at, say, you know, Dallas, the Dallas and Atlanta game, the the first half, it was a lot of – the Dallas and the Packers game in the playoffs. The very, Like the first quarter, a little bit into the second quarter, it took a while for Dak Prescott to really get into the game. It looked like he was nervous or trying to shake some rust off, and – quarterbacks and players with more experience don't have that. So the thing that you'd have to look at for the Falcons is playing in a game this big, having those those jitters, being nervous, the anxiety or whatnot, and the Patriots are probably not going to have that. They're probably going to come out and treat it like a regular game because for them, the Super Bowl is pretty much a regular game. They've been there seven times. Okay, but you that that that's not really an apple apple comparison. Because you said you're talking about that. That Prescott is a rookie quarterback in the playoffs. Of course, he's going to look. Safe. Yeah, but Matt Ryan has never played in a Super Bowl. The Super Bowl okay. is different than a regular than an NFC Championship game. Again, but it, it looked like everyday everyday work up until this point. It came to the first game in the playoffs, one like it was nothing. Went to the second one like, hey, it's another job. Beat beat the team that people already had in the Super Bowl. Like, oh, Aaron Rodgers, the guy QB. He's gonna do it by himself. He's young Some guys come out there and play. It's like, hey, it's no day of the job. Like they haven't. My thing I mean, is, again, you're still talking about regular playoff games. This is a different game. The Super Bowl essentially is a playoff. It's, it's the playoff game. It's, it's the same deal, one and done. Okay, but there's obviously a lot more pressure going into this game. Yeah, you have media day, a whole week of that. It's it's, a, it's an intense amount of pressure, is what I, I think. But, but you, people, you like people with the intelligence too. of the level of carry think it's just another game. And I, we've seen players freeze up in the big game. This is the big game. This is what you strive for when you play football as a child. When you're in the peewee league, you strive to go to this Super Bowl. That's a lot of pressure on your plate. And the Patriots have been there. And, and their whole – I mean, basically their whole staff – has been there recently, and a lot of their key pieces have been there seven times. Okay. So they can go into it as another game. Matt Ryan's probably thinking, hey, my legacy's on the line here. I have to make this this play. I have to make this, this throw. Receivers might begin to press a little bit. The running backs might try to try to dance a little more. I mean, I just think that it's a lot of, of butterflies, a lot of jitters that go yeah. into the game. That- that's that's what I was saying. Like, if you had to put if you yeah. had to put money on what team is going to be tight coming like at the beginning of the game, who's going to be a little bit tight? 
you'd say the Falcons because they've never been there. And that's not – and I'm not even going to say, like, oh, they're going to get blown out or they, they can't compete. Like, they can – they obviously can compete with the Patriots. But to say that there's zero chance for them to be a little bit tight, to, little, to be a little bit nervous more so than the Patriots, that's, that's just not yeah, being, but, like, oh, open to anything. The, the both teams can equally be nervous. Like, it, it's still a big game for both for both players. The thing that helps out is that Dan Quinn has coached in two Super Bowls and one against the Patriots. I think that's something that people like to leave out. But back to what you're saying about uh, great wide receivers, uh, your boy Chris Hogan had all of 38 receptions this year for 680 yards and four touchdowns. So. I mean, hey, big, big, hey, big, big players. He shows up for the big games. Okay. He only shows up for the big games, like the AFC Championship. Anybody can light it up in a regular season. The regular season doesn't count. So I, the thing that I'm most concerned about is the matchups. Like again, you, you can coach, you can aim plan. The out is that. The Patriots are the only one that had these two weeks to deal with. Like we still have our ability to game plan. Again, there's yet to be a coordinator to figure out, hey, how do we stop this team? Like, okay, if you take away Julio, that's fine. There's other people. It's proven that there's other people on the team that can make plays. So that's that's not going to be the move. Now, one thing that I do want to point out that kind of the only, one thing that kind of worries me is that they they did they do have one of the referees that was in in the C with the no call for passing interference, but Again, I don't think I think the Falcons are at a point where they don't let the referees dictate the game. Like I think they're they're gonna play like, hey, maybe we'll get bad calls, whatever. We just have to come out and play our game and do what we've been doing. If they play their game and do what they've been doing the last couple of weeks, I don't think there's a team they can stop the period. And let's not let's not forget that the Raiders probably honestly should have been the winners of the AFC if it wasn't for Derek Carr getting hurt. So, it is what it is, but that's that's my quick assessment. So. I think uh, Atlanta has an advantage with, with speed, but with that speed comes youth, but the youth is, has shown they can be productive. My thing is, if we can handle Aaron Rodgers, you know, fairly easily, the things that Aaron Rodgers can do athletically, Tom Brady cannot do those same things. Like, if, if you flush Aaron Rodgers out the pocket, he can run, he can move, he can get yards with his feet, he can throw those lasers across his body. Tom Brady's not doing none of that stuff. You get a little pressure on Tom Brady, hit him, you just tap down through I mean, you also you also got to consider that a lot of Aaron Rodgers' offensive pieces were hurt. Like a lot of them, a lot of his best players were hurt throughout the year, especially like on offense. He lost Jordy Nelson was pretty much nothing. His offensive line was pretty. Forty-yard reception. Jordy Nelson was balling that game. No, he was balling like the first quarter, and then it got out of hand. But I'm not saying like the Falcons. The Falcons probably still would have won. But you also got to keep in mind that the the Packers weren't at 100%. Obviously, no team is 100% come playoff time. But like I'm, I'm, not, I'm, nobody, I'm not willing to compare. Like he was that. the hottest quarterback. Oh, relax. We're going to run the tables. Nobody said any of this stuff until they lose. Like, oh, you know, they're missing Eddie Lacy. No, they said that in, they, they, that in, they say that in spite of it. They say that in spite of it. They say, look how great he's doing this with all these players missing. They shouldn't – They like Aaron Rodgers – Shouldn't, they shouldn't have beat the Giants. The Giants were a better team. They shouldn't have beat the, the Cowboys either. The Cowboys are clearly a better team. But Aaron Rodgers let oh. he, he, 
he was playing with cat with house money. He shouldn't have won any of those games because yeah, both of those teams were better. better. I think the Cowboys and Packers are actually an even matchup. The 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 thing that happened with that team is that Green Bay got the last possession. If you look at the stats, if you go back and look at the stats, time possession is pretty much identical. Turnovers. The thing that happened with Dallas is they didn't play the better quarterback. That's what drew them in. Whoa, 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 hold on. I think what really happened, what what happened with, wait, shit, what the fuck am I on or what? Yeah, yeah. No, but go back and look. Everything was the same except that last possession of Aaron Rodgers. That was the difference between the game. It's not like either team was like blowing each other out. It's like, hey, they were an evenly matched team. It was a a game at that But But you look at that throw he made. Against against a rookie quarterback. Now, had they had another unnamed quarterback in the game, it might have went down a little differently. Yeah. Definitely. It definitely would have been different if they played the better quarterback, but they played the yeah, probably would have won. So. Yeah, but I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to compare like what Tom Brady has around him compared to what Aaron Rodgers had around him because Aaron Rodgers had little to nothing around him. And Tom Brady, like obviously he doesn't have Gronk in the game, but he's still has a few weapons out there. Okay. So are you doing the sandcastle in your house or what's up, man? What are you talking about? It's a lot of a lot a lot of noise. Anyways, what was you gonna say, man? Oh, I wasn't gonna say anything. I was just gonna point out when he was talking about the better quarterback, I was just saying, I mean, Dak Prescott kind of had the same deal where it seemed like it took him a while to get the jitters out of his system, but once he got rolling, it was on. That was all I was gonna say. I mean, it's pretty. It's, it's expected for him to be like that, but they got a bright future. I'll give them that as far as with Dak and with Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, I mean, can get it together. They, got- they pretty much had no – I mean, I, I don't want to, like, jump around and change topics and, I guess, get off the Super Bowl or whatever, but the, the Cowboys messed up by not putting they, – they messed up and then they kind of didn't mess up in a way because they gave Dak Prescott – pretty much all the experience and that they put a lot of trust in him. So next season they go in and they have a quarterback that has big game experience, has playoff experience, but if they wanted to win now, the best move would have been to put in Tony Romo when he was healthy. Cause he was clearly the better quarterback, but they waited too long. Dak Prescott kept winning games and, you know, hopefully the Cowboys will be able to get something for Romo, but, I mean, I guess it's if if I was a cowboy fan, I I think I think I would have wanted Romo in there when he was ready. I think that's what I would have wanted, but I I still think that they're in a good position considering that they have a quarterback that's young and under a good contract, and they have a really good team around them. They're they can pretty much do what like Seattle. And uh, Baltimore did with, you know, Joe Flacco and Russell Wilson on their rookie contracts, you know, being able to build a good team around them and have a cheap quarterback on the roster. Hold on. Because what happens if you take the next step in the second year, yeah, but that's that shit to be seen, you know. Once they have a whole year of film on them, maybe it switches up. But we can wrap this up with our uh, Super Bowl predictions. Um, Of course, I'm going to pick Atlanta by – by 10 points. Oof. 10 points? 
some point, some more. Wow. Why, 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 why would you do that? I mean, if you look at if you look at every Patriot Super Bowl, it's they've all been close games. They've all. I'm gonna answer that question for him because he's fucking crazy. That's why he'd do that. I mean, every one of their games have been like one possession games. There's never been a blowout in the Patriots Super Bowl, even when they played like a lesser team, like that uh, that Philly team that wasn't that good. I mean, they were good, but their offense wasn't that good, and To was pretty hurt. That game came down to the last possession. I mean. Again, it, it never happens until it happens. Just like nobody thought we beat Seattle or Green Bay the way that we did. It's it's looking like it's looking like it it's looking like it could be a very disappointing Super Bowl for, you know, mainstream media and Patriots fans. Cause I, I just I am gonna do some research, like I'm gonna talk to some Patriots fans on Twitter just to see like, hey, because I have I've watched like one Patriots. But just seeing the sample size of who they played, who they defended. You, yeah, it's easy money to hold a Cody Kessler-led team to under 15 points. They haven't faced an offense like this. This offense is next level. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's kind of why things going to be at least by 10 points or more. Because you got to think, if we happen to score or kick the ball off, stop them, score, get the ball back at halftime, score again, then they're playing catch-up. So that puts a lot of pressure on them. I, I just don't think that – I think this is Atlanta's year. I think that we have the horses. I don't think they can match up with all our personnel. Like they, it is what it is. Like, well, first let me ask you this question: Who is your supplier? Because whatever coke you're snorting must be some good shit to think that you guys would even consider beating the Patriots by more than ten points. Boy, you crazy! You know you crazy. If Atlanta wins, it'll be close. I think the Patriots to jump out early. And Atlanta's gonna have to catch up and win, but it's not gonna be ten points. I, I got the final cool. score being twenty-seven twenty-four. Oh, you, you also got to consider like a lot of Super Bowls aren't really high-scoring affairs. Like teams aren't going except I, I guess the high-scoring Super Bowl was like the uh, Steelers Cardinals Super Bowl. Like they went pretty much back and forth, up and down the field. And it was a lot of big plays on that one too. Yeah. I mean, I think I think for the Falcons to win, what they want, they want it to be a shootout. They want it to be, all right, the Patriots, Patriots score, Falcons score. They want it to go they don't want it to they don't want to get into like a defensive struggle where the game is like, you know, the time of possession gets long. I, I just think they need to run up and down the field, try to score as many points as possible, obviously. But I think they want it. I think they want it. They they want you. You want to get in a shootout with the Patriots because you the Falcons have more bullets. Well, I think the, I think Falcons don't look great. But it's like once you're beating the team by two, three possessions, your defense kind of is like okay, whatever. They don't play as aggressively, so the numbers look skewed. But I mean, we held the the guy QB to zero points in the first half. You know what I'm saying? Like regardless of the situations that may or may not happen, that, you know, that's what we did, you know, that nobody expected that just like nobody expected us to be here. So it'll be a good game, but I, I just can't, I have to do more research, but I, I couldn't, I can't name any defensive player on the Patriots that brings me any fear. I am worried about the Belichick thing, but again, Belichick has to worry about the Falcons offense. So, but, uh, well, they did. They they did have an article about the the Falcons GM. I'm guessing he he uh, came from 
uh, the Patriots and the he was Dimitrov? saying man Dimitrov should have been fired but whatever he yeah. got Dimitrov got lucky that he didn't get fired with Mike Smith he used him as a scapegoat and then Dan Quinn is the the salami guy hey you know we're gonna ride this out together because yeah but Dan, then he, Dan Quinn and Dimitrov contracts are tied together so if this would have went south they both would have got fired the year after next year yeah you know, I guess Dan, I guess he was. He wanted he was, the continuity, but Dimitrov needs to be thinking his lucky stars that he even still had a job. That dude has been a terrible GM. I don't want to hear the, oh, he drafted Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. Who wouldn't have drafted Matt Ryan and Julio Jones? The Dolphins. With the of the Browns and the Dolphins, yeah. But uh, that, those, aren't, those, are, those are like money picks. I don't think. Matt, Matt, I don't know. I don't. Now we're not talking about that 2012 draft that we had. None of the players are on the in the NFL. Or yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't think. Runs, so. I don't think a lot of people were at that time when the draft was coming around. People weren't saying like Matt Ryan was a can't miss prospect. He was like he was a they, he was a good prospect, but he wasn't like an Andrew Luck RG three type quarterback. Like when he wasn't picked. People weren't like, oh, they're they're gonna mess, they're gonna regret not picking Matt Ryan. Like, I don't, I don't remember hearing a lot of that. Again, so I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say Matt Ryan was like the consensus, consensus, like, oh, this is the guy you have to have. He wasn't that coming out of college. That's why he was the third pick and not the first. But the the, the thing I say about the thing I say about the GM that I guess he came from the Patriots and he said he brought, he's bringing bringing a lot of the Patriot way to Atlanta. When I when I read that, I'm just like, okay, so I guess Atlanta has a lot of cameras now, like they're recording practices. Is there is there tight end about to go on a killing spree or what's going on? That's just uh, now that we're in the Super Bowl, they want to find as many ways to tie, you know, make stories like that. He brought nothing about the Patriots right in Atlanta, period. He probably just brought out a couple of video cameras. Again, he should be glad he has a job. So but uh it should be a good matchup. Um I might put some more money on on the game with these barbers that apparently know everything about football, but are always wrong. But well, hopefully, nah. You know what? Right now, I'm in need of some money. Bet me on it. Oh, how much you want to put up? I, I well, I didn't discuss this because I mean, of course, people would you know, but off camera, yeah. Let, let's 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 put some money on it then. You can do that. I just, I just want the game to be. I just want it to be a good game. Like there's been, there's been one good playoff game this year. I'd like to have one, like a decent Super Bowl. That'd be, that'd be nice. Again, they've been great playoff games for me. So, I think it's going to be a good, close, tight game in this Super Bowl. I, I think it's going to be a low-scoring affair, and I think this one. You know, sometimes the Patriots will have those weird games where you expect Brady to carve you up and then it's like actually um like Blunt will go off or, or some other odd person to go off. I think we're gonna see a lot of Blunt this game. Okay. That's cool. But um, <clears throat> yeah that's gonna be uh our quick takes on uh, the playoffs and Super Bowl. Uh, we'll see how this plays out. You know, future we're gonna run this back and see who was right, who was wrong. So, again, if you ever want to get in with us, chop it up. I'm at Southbury seven of six on Twitter. Marcus underscore Sniffles. Love Killer Trey L U V K I L L A T R E. Oh, and by the way, I was gonna go with the Falcons to win, but since I need some money, I might as well bet against Kerry and take his money. So.
you know, it is what it is. I, mean, you can I was going to go 27-24 Falcons, but now I'm going to go 26-24 to the Patriots. Again, like, again, and we've averaged, our, our average for points has been 35, about 35 points. Per but y'all haven't faced a team like this. Okay, all right. A team. Okay, what's the best team y'all have faced? A team or a defense? A team. Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah, probably, probably the Chargers. The Chargers? They were trash. Nah. Okay, well, I mean, we played. Okay, so the best team we probably played was Seattle early in the year. I had to say it was Seattle. Yeah, that was a, that, and that was a close game that y'all were cheated out of. Yeah, and that's why I said I don't. I don't feel like you guys can. I, I just. I think it's going to be a slow start, and I think the Patriots will strike first, and Atlanta's going to have to play catch up. And I think Atlanta has the capability to win overall, but I don't think Atlanta's scoring. I don't think they're touching thirty-five in this game. Oh, I mean, again, I. For me, for you to say that, it just goes outside of, like, the norms of the season. Like, I'm looking at it right now. Okay, first game, 24 points. We, we lost. Second game, 35. Third game, 45. Yeah, okay. Let's not, let's not go through the whole list of all the points you put up. Like, obviously – Because it's like the Super Bowl. But yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, I mean, obviously things can change. If you look at, say, you know, the uh, – the 2007 Patriots that put up all those points, they were scoring like 50 points a game. They came in the Super Bowl, only put up 17. You know, the St. Louis Rams, greatest show on turf, came in there, high-octane offense, got to the Super Bowl. Like, defenses get tougher in the, in big games like that. You just can't ex- – you can't expect things to be business as usual, especially on offense. Like, defense travels. I mean, it's a, it's a football cliche, but that's – that's it. Usually, turn, bears out to be true. And I, I and I would agree with you until I saw the teams that the Patriots played. Like, yeah, I don't. But I don't. I don't think the the Patriots defense is any good, though. So, well, there we go. We'll find out. You know what? Next week we'll 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 be able to preview this again, and we'll see. Well, I need to preview it because I'm going to say the same things. So, but uh, you know, it's the committee podcast. Quick sports take. And uh, we'll check in with y'all later.